Hello and welcome to Jonathan's Verdicts. I'm Jonathan Simeone. The title of this episode is Karen Controls Politics. The verdict for this episode is The political parties only care about Karen. As always, I don't edit these podcast episodes and I don't have a script. They are just a chance for me to talk about whatever is on my mind. Yes, when I refer to Karen, I am using the stereotype, the meme of the entitled, privileged, suburban white woman who acts on her entitlement and her privilege without even recognizing their existence. And I decided to record this after comments Joe Biden made a few days ago when he said, and I'm paraphrasing this, but if you can't decide whether or not you're voting for me, you ain't black. Now, this is another example of Biden demonstrating for everyone how he sees black people. Uh, It goes right along with his eulogizing a segregationist and exchanging letters of endearment and having long-standing friendships with segregationist senators and his comments about busing and all the things, the crime bill, Anita Hill, all the things that have been talked about in great length, but obviously not enough. And as always, the Democratic Party and the corporate media is making excuses for Biden, trying to get rid of this story, and Biden himself is saying, oh, I shouldn't have been such a wise guy. But the thing is, Setting aside all the questions of race, which I I admit is a difficult thing to do, but just setting aside the questions of race in the context of this discussion, Biden's comments are so telling because they demonstrate what he feels and thinks about black voters and their opportunities in the elections, and so forth. Because you wouldn't even be a wise guy about something like that if, as a politician, you actually thought that those votes were in play, that there was something going on there. And the Tara Reid situation, not that long ago he said, if you believe Tara Reid... You shouldn't vote for me, or something like that. Again, I'm just paraphrasing his words. But the point is, Biden is making it very clear that the Democratic Party not only takes for granted, but doesn't care about black voters, Latinx voters, GLBTQ voters, most working class voters, voters with disabilities, This election is all about Karen. 
politics today is all about Karen and has been for several years. In thinking about the 2016 election, there's been a great deal of talk about Russian interference, about social media posts, about young people once again not turning out to vote, about why did so many black people stay home, uh, Bernie bros being toxic. All of this stuff has been talked about at great length. What is rarely discussed, though, is the fact that Donald Trump won the white women vote by a reasonable amount, considering the closeness of the election. He won the white women vote, I think it was 51 to 45 percent. And a decent amount of that was in the suburbs, the suburban white or Karen vote. But we don't talk about that because the parties don't want to make Karen feel bad for having given the country Donald Trump, uh, being you know significantly more responsible for it than Bernie bros or black people or all the other groups that are blamed for Donald Trump's victory because Karens voted for Donald Trump. They actually went out, they went to the polls, and a majority of them voted for Donald Trump. So we really have to think about this in the context of why is this relevant? Well, because in 2018, the big battle, the reason the Democrats took over the House, was they made a lot of gains in the suburbs that a lot of Karens were turned off by Donald Trump. A lot of Karens were like, oh boy, we made a, we, we, we didn't really have that one right. But now, during a pandemic, uh, the Democratic Party and Joe Biden is chiefly concerned with courting Karen. Uh, because here's the thing. Almost 40 million people have lost their jobs. 20 million or so have lost their health insurance. The big bill coming out of the house would subsidize COBRA, would pump massive amounts of taxpayer money into private health insurance companies. Uh, it wouldn't do anything directly for people. It wouldn't change the system. It wouldn't change the system that has caused so much insecurity in people's lives. Biden's big plan is to cut the Medicare age from 65 to 60. That's his big idea so far on health insurance. Clearly, they have made the calculation that when it comes to health care, Karen and her husband still have their health insurance. They probably haven't lost their job. Statistically speaking, they're less likely to have. And they're going to hear all kinds of talk about we have to f worry about the debt, the deficit, blah, blah. And so, you know, they don't want to anger or scare Karen. Forget about the millions of people who who don't have health insurance, we don't really care about them. 
we don't want Karen to become frightened by change. So we're not really going to do anything to help the people long-term who are in trouble. The expanded unemployment benefits of the previous bill expire on July 31st. Now, this bill uh, that they passed in the House that isn't going to go anywhere would extend it, I think, through the end of 2021. But again, all these other countries, and I, I, I believe I've said this on another podcast, but all of these other countries guaranteed people's jobs. They simply paid employees' salaries to keep their jobs on the books, you know, 80 to 90% of the salaries. But that would have been too simple. That, would have, that was too logical for America. And it wasn't corrupt enough for the corporate masters. So what they did was, in America, they enhanced this Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, and we know that all kinds of fraud happened, and a lot of the money intended for small businesses went to billion-dollar multinational corporations. Uh, and we know, uh, for example, that um, a lot of people on a related note, haven't even been able to get their $1,200 stimulus checks, and that the, the money through the Paycheck Protection Program is being driven out through the system by J.P. Morgan, Citibank, uh, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. The usual people are getting their hands in there, getting a cut of the money, and the poorest people, the people on... Social Security supplemental income, for example, uh, are struggling to even get their $1,200. But again, Karen doesn't like radical reform. Karen is still has her job. Her husband probably still has his job. They still have insurance. And the stock market hasn't gone down. So if Karen has a 401k, uh, if Karen has a pension plan that's invested in the stock market, it hasn't suffered that much because literally trillions of dollars have gone to bolstering the stock market and the poorest of the poor have literally gotten nothing. And the most anyone's gotten is 1200 bucks and maybe a few bucks here and there from unemployment. No guarantee of health care reform. No guarantee of health care coverage. Because again, we don't even know if the Senate will, <laughs> will accept the giveaway to health insurance companies through COBRA. But having a meaningful discussion that would really change the discussion of what matters in the election could upset Karen's delicate sensibilities. And so that's just not going to happen. So instead, we're left with half measures that do nothing for most people, while the rich keep getting richer. That's the system we have. That's the system the parties care about. That's the system the corporate masters want. And they've convinced Karen that that's the system that works best for her. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jonathan's Verdict.